Welcome back to the Okay Snakes Cast. It's called the Snakes Cast. I, I, I admit it. But we're still talking about dinosaurs. We are totally talking about dinosaurs. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And I'm John. Welcome back, John. John. So far this week, we have spoken mostly about the delightfully juvenile aspects and fun that's to be had in dinosaurs. But the fact is, there is a more grown-up, chin-stroking enjoyment to have to be had as well. You know, the mystery of how the dinosaurs disappeared, questions of which species will survive and which ones will not. These are some very grown-up questions and have actually resulted in a fair number of very grown-up games that are going to really challenge your skills and abilities and brain power. So if you're going to get into this more sort of grown-up approach to dinosaur games, where's a good place to start, do you think? I'd say the best is probably Evo. So that was from way back. That was 2001 that one came out? That's so long ago. It is. It it feels like an an age and a half ago. And the first edition of Evo had a very kid-like sort of look to it. Mm -hmm. It was very cartoony. Yeah. And it sort of goes back to what we were talking about last time, how designers often assume that dinosaur games are most appealing to children. Mm -hmm. And while Evo was a fairly complex enough Euro game, uh, they probably assumed that if we give it a cartoony art, then it will sell better. So uh, when they did the the reprint of it, the second edition in 2011, they gave it a sort of a more of a fantasy sort of look to it. And you actually had bipeds running around, mm-hmm. you know, these human-like people who were there, sort of interfering in the development of these creatures, trying to create the ultimate strain of dinosaur that would be able to survive the uh, ecological upheavals that were coming. Yeah. And what's cooler than? people riding dinosaurs and fighting over land. That's kind of cool. Nothing. That's what's cooler than people riding dinosaurs. So yeah, Evo is a game about, yeah, these tiny little bipeds we're talking about trying to adapt their specific group of dinosaurs to, like, I guess, survive the end of the world. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. Which comes at the end of every turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, every turn there's this, there's this big weather dial thing that says, okay, these are the kinds of terrain which are going to be too hot or too cold or just, just plain right. lethal at the end of this board. And you want to make sure that you move all your dinosaurs away from the places that are going to kill them. Or you want to evolve them to the point where if it's going to be super cold, they want to have fur. Or if it's going to be super hot, you want them to be able to have, to, sweat to sweat and cool yeah. themselves down. Uh, or if it's just going to be lethal, you want them to not be there. And that aspect of evolution and adaptability is definitely something that we see in many of the adult Euro, uh, sorry, on uh, many of the adult dinosaur games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not ever present in the children's games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and like Evo could work just as well as a game about, you know, like Darwin and the Galapagos with sparrows, yeah. right? Like, you could be adapting your tiny little birds, or like, you could make it like about your, your toddlers, your literal yeah. children that you're trying to teach <laughs> how to navigate the world properly. Like, no, Jeff, it's winter. You need to put a parka on. It's winter. Put a parka on! <laughs> Yeah, see, that's what's interesting about Evo is that it doesn't really have to be a dinosaur game. No. Um, While it does have that sort of like evolution-y kind of aspect where we're trying to build a species that will withstand the elements, everyone's just playing with little dinosaur meeples that all look the same. We don't really have different dinosaurs on the map, just a bunch of sauropods walking around. And it works as a dinosaur game. Oh, absolutely. Everybody starts off identical, uh, but by the time the game is over, my little dinosaur breed is going to have a very unique and different set of mutations and abilities than yours. 
and uh, that may have resulted in victory or it may have led me to defeat. Mm-hmm. And that sort of reminds me of another one of my absolute favorites, uh, card game this time, Evolution. Uh, oh, yeah. Have either of you had a chance to play Evolution? We, I remember when Evolution was this... Did you remember the old Evolution box? It was just green and white. Yes. It was yes. on top shelf. Oh, it was I've always played there. That. Okay. I've played Evolution. The original one. Yeah, the, the ugly original version. One. It was ugly super version. ugly. Super, super ugly. It looked like someone had made it in MS Paint. Well, I, I'm <laughs> I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it was actually made by like a PhD in like evolutionary mm-hmm. science. I think to him it was more about the mechanics of how can I make evolution into a like a card game that actually makes sense with the way that we understand it today. And it wasn't until more recently that they made a beautiful edition with yeah, really nice. I, don't, I also don't art. remember it having dinosaurs. Oh, it well, was like lizards. And see, bugs. that's what's interesting about like like adult dinosaur games is a lot of the time they have nothing to do with dinosaurs at all, but it's sort of the feel that you're looking for. So we look for games with adaptability and evolution and trying to gear a species toward surviving a climate problem, right, avoiding extinction. Like that. Yeah, so avoiding extinction. The uh, it's in, I guess in much the same way that these kaiju giant monster games are able to appeal to kids instead of dinosaurs. These sort of evolution-themed... Well, I say evolution-themed games. I can't really easily think of any others. Uh, seem to scratch a similar itch for the, the grown-ups who want to play with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're looking for another evolution-style game, you oh. could always look at Dominant Species. Oh, that's right. That was a GMT. GMT is a company that mostly does these really complicated historical simulations of wars and stuff. Yeah. But occasionally they'll drop something like Dominant Species. Isn't that game just super complicated? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a red sticker on our wall for a reason. Yeah. Red sticker. Ooh. <laughs> and so you get to be like either arachnids or avians or uh, hominids or and then you have to try and survive and adapt through all these various different things. Yeah, so like once again it's not it doesn't have a single dinosaur in it, but it has that sort of feel that we're going for. There are reptiles though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so there are reptiles. Yeah, there's like alligators, I think, or whatever. Cool. On the box, I think. Or so. snakes? Snakes? Yes, snakes. Cool. <laughs> it's the snakes cast. You're... Um, it, it was the dino cast briefly, but we're going back to being the snakes cast. Back to our roots. Adults. It will forever be dino cast to me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you could be talking about space. You could be talking about building castles, but there it could will be, be dinosaurs forever. Dinocast. But um, so, how do you actually play Evolution? I mean, uh, in, I remember in Evo, it was a question of uh, every turn, everybody bids on these various different mutations that are available. You all take one, and uh, if you're willing to pay more, you can get your first choice. But if you pay less, and you're stuck with whatever the other players don't want. And then you move around, try to push the other players out of the spaces where you are. And if you're better at fighting, you can do that. You make babies. Yeah, yeah. You, if, and some of you might have mutations that let you reproduce more quickly. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of death as people who are in dangerous places get killed and then you score points for having lots of dinosaurs on the board and then you do it again. Yep. Well, see, evolution is kind of well, thematically similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has cards which are basically genetic traits. Uh, some of you could adapt your species to uh, be stronger in packs. Some of you may give yourself intelligence so that you could avoid pack hunting animals and run away. Uh, things like that. Well, basically everyone's going to be building their own little species of creature and you sort of have to use your mind to imagine what these things would look like because really all it is is each one of your species is a collection of weird traits so some of them may be horned and some of them may always travel in herds things like that and basically we're in a competitive game to see who can eat the most because obviously 
Yeah, it's everyone's dream, right? So some you all generically start off as herbivores. You're just eating fruits and veggies from the center of the board at the watering hole. But out of nowhere, someone may decide like, oh, there are too many herbivores here eating out of our watering hole. There's not enough food to go around. What if I make this herbivore into a carnivore? And it's sort of this awesome little evolution mechanic where we're going through the ages. That's one where, way to add more food sources, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so like 10,000 years later, maybe your herbivores realize, hey, what if I just start eating my friends? And out of nowhere, <laughs> you can turn them into a carnivore and just start eating everybody else at the table. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> so we've also got, uh, there was a Kickstarter not long ago for something called the Great Dinosaur Rush. Did you guys see this? I own it. It was wonderful. Okay, so what does that bring to the table? Uh, well, see, it's it's kind of like a family Euro. Like, I play it with my friends, but it's it's like a lighter, like, Ticket to Ride style uh, Euro game. I like to call it Pesky Paleontologists. It's a um, name. Yeah, it's great. It's a better name. So we're, oh, back, so we're, we're back to digging up dinosaur bones again. Kind of, yeah. Um, it, it's, it harkens back to an age in the U.S. history where a bunch of museums desperately needed dinosaur bones and so they were willing to pay anybody anything any amount of money just to get them and so all these paleontologists went out just to sabotage each other from actually pulling off the digs <laughs> so pretty much you're paleontologists going through a desert trying to collect some dinosaur bones all the while trying to screw each other over the more nasty things you are uh, you do to each other you become notorious which sort of counts as negative points at the end of the game and then you're secretly building up these stashes of dinosaur bones. At the end of the game, you get to turn into a dinosaur, which is the coolest thing ever. Hmm. Like you physically turn it. No, your yes. bones. Your bones. You yeah, physically turn into a dinosaur. Or the no, bones no, 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 no. Dead. You you don't turn into okay, a dinosaur. Yeah, I like that's, zoned out for like half a second that would there. Be the best game. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like <laughs> mighty morphin paleontologists. <laughs> So in the box, the actual the, the dinosaur bones you got are these cards. Are they plastic pieces? Oh, they are basically Catan roads in multiple colors. So like the red roads have to be your spine, and the white ones have to be your teeth and whatnot. Basically, you have to use your imagination. So every re- re- rectangular blocks. Yeah, kind of rectangular blocks. Like thinner and rectangular blocks. Everyone gets like a little shield, and then at the end of the game, um, you're just gonna assemble all of your bones into making the best dinosaur you can. And then dramatically revealing. And then dramatically revealing it. And then the news goes crazy, and they're like, oh, wow, look at this awesome dinosaur with six legs and fins on its back and 27 teeth. It's the best. <laughs> See, this sounds like there, it needs like a follow-up game about like very serious paleontologists <laughs> you know, investigating to see who's making shit up or not. Because <laughs> you know? every, every now and again, like every few years, you hear about like, oh, yeah, like that dinosaur that we had assembled in the museum, we assembled it wrong. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> and then, you know, knowledge about this particular species of dinosaur like goes back 20 years because we're like, shit, like all of our research <laughs> is based off of this model, you know? Well, that's, that's one of the best parts about that game, in my opinion, is that like it's absolutely geared towards that element of like, this was at a part of the history yeah. where we just didn't care. We That's were slapping nice. different dinosaurs together and just putting them on uh, on exhibit. Because, like, even on the front of the box, there's a, a, a paleontologist in a museum with a dinosaur's head upside down. <laughs> like, it was totally part of the humor of the game that they're Some like, we don't care, slap it together, make it happen, dinosaurs are cool, yeah. <laughs> Is this this sounds like the sort of thing that might actually be able to work as a as a cafe game? Is it simple? Absolutely, enough? yeah. The footprint's not too big. No, the footprint's not too big. The, the shields are gigantic. The pieces are too destructible. No, no, they're Catan roads. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. In my opinion, it's a game that we've needed at the cafe for a while now. All right, time to get in touch with Steve the Curator. But uh, does it have a wide enough distribution? I mean, can, is this game in print? Can you get uh, it's, copies of it easily? It's in distribution. It's by Ape Games. It's not a huge game distributor or company, sorry. Uh, but it's it's easily findable. Like, you can get it at board game stores. All right. Definitely something to look into. So just on the topic of kickstarting board games about dinosaurs, is Dinosaur Island on either of your radars? I remember seeing this and thinking, oh my. So Dinosaur Island is by John Gilmore, who did Dead of Winter, and it's just this, like, it's Jurassic Park meets Roller Coaster Tycoon. You are, like, building your dinosaur theme park, and, like, but you have to, not in the way that Raptor is about Jurassic Park, you know, Raptor's about the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. This is about, like, you know, the business... Yeah, making a functional Jurassic Park. With actual live dinosaurs. Yeah, and you have to make sure that you have enough, like, you know, enclosures for things and, like, bathrooms and food stalls. In a way, it's almost the prequel to Raptor. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember the art style for this game being really garish and 80s looking. And I remember thinking that was kind of amazing. Lisa Frank puked up dinosaurs. (laughs) It's amazing. It's, like, bright colors, bold lines. I cannot wait to see how this thing plays. And that's it for this episode of the Snakes Cast. Uh, the Dino Cast is well extinct. I'm sad. You'll, we'll dig it up. you'll, you'll survive. We'll, oh. dig, we'll, we'll dig it up later. We'll dig up its bones. We'll arrange them together into some. What's that? An asteroid? Bye, Dino Cast. We hardly knew you. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to say hi, ask for a particular topic, or anything else you care to tell us. Thank you so much, John, for being on here and providing all of the unnecessary sound effects. Yeah, my uh, pleasure. Absolutely. For the rest of the sound effects, we get our music from Ben Sound, and the Snakes Cast is produced by Dax Audio. Tune in again next week when we're going to talk about board games that have to do with drawing. The opinions expressed on the Snakes Cast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.